following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Today on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, we'll be discussing the government shutdown, fire festival, the uncanceling of Papa John's, Oscars so black, Golden State meets with Young Jeezy's president. We'll also get into our segments, what the fuck were you thinking, what fucking year is this, and our unpopular opinions. Let's start the show. Music, news, entertainment, and heated discussions. The, the, the DJ Blaze Radio Show starts now. now, now. Shawty told me she into astrology. We can roll one. Come get out with me. <laughs> we can smoke one. Go away, pass the sky with me. Kiss the vibe with me. Take a ride with me. Come here, baby, take a ride with me. I know of a place for me and you can come. Baby, tell me, have you ever been to the moon before? Take you to another galaxy. Ain't nobody ever chewing me. your boy be easy and i'm courtney and we're finally back on another episode of the dj blaze radio show podcast you can find us on apple Podcasts, google play store uh stitcher uh and everywhere else podcasts uh giving away for absolutely free uh well so you can find us on uh go to fivelife.com along with uh courtney's blog um multi-dimensional soul did i get that right you did. Yeah. Look at you go. Uh-huh. But yeah, we back. Uh, we're a day late. Um, but it ain't like you paid for it. So, uh, we're <laughs> here. Sassy, Brandon. Very, I'm sassy. <laughs> yes, you sassy. Y'all don't come for me unless I send for you or something like that that I saw on the show. Uh, <laughs> but um, so how was your weekend, Courtney? You had a lot of sushi? See, that's funny that you said that. We did try a sushi spot on Saturday. It was it wasn't good. I, I would think that you you gonna have to stop. You you gonna have to change your diet now that you're in the place that you are because you were like before you were in a very progressive ish type place, very hipster ish. You know, a lot of sushis, a lot of dive bars. I would believe. Uh, I don't know like, nothing about the dive bars, but places I can, like that. So yeah. I feel like. Now you're gonna have to get into the old school American type foods in the area that you are. You know, burgers and shit like that. That's what I feel like is in the area that you are now. So, Wings. if we're in the city, I could get me some good sushi. Oh. We did find a spot here 
but it's just a little further and I want it to be closer because it was snowing off and on all day Saturday, but it was bad. Um, surprisingly that you said burgers, I've never been a burger fan, mm -hmm. but since we've been here, I've been addicted to this place called Burger Fi. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. They got the best veggie burger ever Vez and they have really good fries. Veggie burger. Brandon, don't start with me. That don't sound. That don't compute. <laughs> Shut I'm up. Just joking, First of all, I, I've been on the show. I just celebrated my one year on the show a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and ever since I've been on the show, I haven't eaten meat. So it, all this fake surprise that you acting is is a dub. You eat fish. I and and do and I, do, I but I don't eat. But I don't eat I call, chicken beef or chicken beef pork or turkey. I call all y'all pescatarians fake. I mean, yeah, y'all oh, okay, well because fake, yeah. fish have brains, right? No, they don't have a brain. No, you sure? No, I'm not sure. I want y'all somebody to do. It. I'm gonna go on the assumption that they do have brains because they live and breathe. Uh, you know. And they eat and they live their little fish lives. So you trying to tell me Nemo didn't have a brain? Chabu. <laughs> All I'm saying is, well, you know, whenever I was trying, whenever I was saying I don't eat land meat, then the argument was, well, seafood ain't meat. It's shellfish. It's, it's of the sea. It ain't. It, so what do you, what do you, what do you want me to oh, say? Whoa, whoa. We got to rewind that. Seafood is shellfish? That's what that's how most people categorize seafood is shellfish, with the exception of actual fish. But you got to think I'm covering crab legs, oysters, mussels, shrimp. That's all things that you guys have seen me eat on oh. my platforms. So you don't, whatever, you don't whatever. eat fish, fish. You just eat shellfish. Do I do eat salmon. No, I because I still eat. I eat salmon and I do eat fried catfish. You feel like you're being interrogated right now. And yeah, I do, and had it. See, I do feel like I'm being interrogated. See, see, you opened the, you, you bought the beer at eleven. You say, you, you see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying here? <laughs> you know, you, you know, you, all right, y'all. You know you don't fuck up. Right? The first store. You know that you, you know you don't fuck up, don't that. you? You know that. I don't you? know when you're gonna pick on somebody else. Who, who the fuck else is I'm gonna pick on? <laughs> I don't know, but let's I know, talk about I know, somebody who's been on the show. Right. Shout, shout out to my girls. I, I call them my girls. They're my homies, uh, Britton and Tasha. Um, Tasha got upset with me about this one. Well, we're going to talk about this one story. Um, but I, I ain't going to say she got upset, but, you know, anytime Tasha talks to me, any uh, uh, messages me or whatever, or talks, you know, responds to something I say on, like, Facebook or something, I, I read it in the voice of Claire Huxtable. For some strange reason, I feel like Claire Hustable is talking to me like she's talking to Elvin. And so that's how, Tasha, if you were listening, that's how I felt like you were talking to me. We had a discussion about Kamala Harris. She uh announced her um she announced her uh run for the what that she's gonna run for president or whatever. You know, it, she Kamala Harris, she had some things in her past that uh Black people have, you know, have been voicing their opinions about, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh, yeah, so Tasha had some words for me, and I just read it in the voice of, uh, every time she says something, I read it in, like, either 
what's what's the mama name off of Everybody Hates Chris? Rochelle. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Claire Huxtable. Both aren't Vivs, because both of them, you know, you know, they were strong black women in my opinion, even though that might be problematic phrase, but those were two strong black women. So I, I it's interchangeable when I hear Tasha, I see Tasha read, you know, types up, I read it in one of those voices. So uh shout out to Tasha and her uh I kind of get a little bit of Michelle Obama too when she being nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that happened. Um, I think they had like a live event. It was like on Facebook, all over the place. It was like streaming live, like she was talking about stuff. I didn't watch it. It was, it can't. It was kind of late, I think. Um, but yeah, uh. So, uh, ha- have you guys been affected by the government shutdown? No, we have not. Um, but my parent, my mom, and my stepdad kind of sort of have been. Kind of sort of? Yeah, like indirectly. They are due to PCS actually coming back to the East Coast as well from Wh- Texas. What? And they, I said they're due to PCS, but what? that just means move. Okay, yeah, the, yeah. You talking industry jargon? <laughs> uh, any any military listeners would understand. But okay, so they're set to move back to the um, East Coast from Texas um, in March, and in the process, um, and when you're in the military, when you get your orders closer to when it's time for you to move, you set up household goods, and that's where they come in and pack your house up. And ship your stuff to wherever you're going. Well, most of the places that operate household goods are contractors. Um, And the department that handles that Mm -hmm. are mostly government, uh, government, it's a government entity and some are contractors as well. So my mom, they were set to have their household goods and stuff picked up. Everything was all set. They just were kind of come out, do the pre-inspection. That's just them determining like how many movers they actually need. Well, they hold the whole thing got canceled and they just got an email. Like you no longer have a move at all. So they were trying to call, 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 call. No one was answering. They finally called this other number that had nothing to do with it. And the lady disclosed, well, that department unfortunately was affected by the government shutdown and they are not working. And so they were finally able to transfer them to someone um, on the military side of that. And they were just kind of basically like, we don't have a workaround for you at this moment. We don't know if the government opens back up, then you guys will be all set. But if it does not, we don't have a workaround. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a workaround. So that uh, with, with the temporary opening, I don't know um, where that would put them because I think, I mean, unless they could get it done within the three weeks. Um, but sometimes excuse me, depending on like how many people are needing to have their, you know, household goods come for them to move, it, it could take longer. And there's still stipulations that the military aspect of it, like there's a certain time frame in which you're supposed to have stuff done. I don't really know how it's going to end up or how to end for my parents at all, actually, when it comes to that, especially if it has to shut down again. Oh, yeah. So. Well, like you said, uh, the government uh, 
Well, President Trump agreed on Friday to reopen the federal government for three weeks uh, while negotiations continued, continued over how to secure the nation's southwestern border, backing down after a month-long standoff failed to force Democrats to give him billions of dollars for his long-promised wall. Uh, the president's concession paved the way for the White House and the Senate to both pass a stopgag spending bill by voice vote, uh, and he signed it on Friday night, restoring normal operations at a series of federal agencies until February 15th, um, like you said, uh, about three weeks, and opening the way uh, to paying the 800,000 federal workers who have been furloughed or forced to work without pay for 35 days. I wonder if, the, like, the people that were furloughed who didn't, because I, I know of one person in particular that didn't. I, I don't think she went to work or whatever. I wonder what she get paid. Or did you have to go to work to get paid? I wonder. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know anything about that either. Yeah, uh, the plan includes none of the money for the wall that Mr. Trump had demanded and was essentially the same approach that he rejected at the end of December and that Democrats have advocated since. Meaning he won nothing concrete during the impasse. Um, Mr. Trump presented the agreement with congressional leaders as a victory anyway and indicated in a speech in the Rose Garden that his ceasefire may only be, be temporary uh, if Republicans and Democrats cannot reach agreement on wall money by the February deadline. He said that he was ready to renew the confrontation or declare a national emergency to bypass Congress altogether. Um we really have no choice but to build a powerful wall or steel barrier. Oh, let me read that in his voice. Mr. Trump says, uh, if we don't get a fair deal from Congress, the government will either shut down on February 15th. I will use the powers afforded to me under the laws and constitution of the United States to address this emergency. You got to believe me. And it's going to be bigly. Um, yeah. But um, so, yeah, he really didn't get anything what he wanted. And then what he did was, he took what they originally offered and waited and then made it seem like it was his idea, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, that, it don't surprise me at all with him, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So some people going to get paid. I was I was wondering how I was going to like how to shut down like TSA and all that kind of shit was going. Um, how that was going to go with. um. You know the Super Bowl being right around the corner. Yeah. So, but it's still like it's a win-win for some people. But the, I mean, the people lowest on the totem poles are still people not getting paid. They won't get back pay. Well, I mean, they won't get back pay if they didn't go to work. No, there are still people. Some people that still went to work that won't get back pay. Oh, like, I thought I thought Congress signed something like a couple weeks ago that said that they they. They agreed to give them back pay whenever the government opened up. I didn't Even that. the contract that's like janitors and all that, because the last thing that I saw was that there was still some government contract, um, some government contractors, janitors, uh, maintenance stuff like that that were st were still not eligible for back pay. Well, well, uh, well, when I when I, when I was talking, well, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of different. I'm talking about like actual workers and not contracted people like people that actually work for the government not people that are contracted that's what i was yeah i know i i get that but, but i mean I where, the saying, where the contract is actually working not like, sure that's yeah like if you, if i'm contracting and i know i ain't getting paid i'm not fucking going to work 
I mean, true that. True that's that. ridiculous. Um. So yeah, that uh happened. It was another article about uh flights being delayed out of um Laguardia, Laguardia because mm-hmm. of the uh, government shutdown. Um, that was just Friday. Uh, it says departing flights were stopped early Friday because of a shortage of air traffic controllers. Um, the shutdown was ordered just before 10 a.m. and also affected certain arriving flights. Um, but I guess they're trying to. I guess they're probably getting everything back to normal um, by now. Uh, another national news, I guess. I I ain't gonna even lie. I never heard of Bennett College. You ever heard of Bennett College? I have not. I've never heard of Bennett College. It's a HBCU in North Carolina. It's an all girls or all women's HBCU. Um, and they were in. I guess in. Yeah, I guess they're still in. Um, in danger of, of closing. Um, it's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, it's currently fighting for its accreditation, and it got some help from the country's first black fraternity, uh, Alpha Phi Alpha, and also Papa John's. Uh, the Alpha Phi Alpha donated 31000 to Bennett to help the school stave off losing its accreditation on February 1st. Um, the financially strapped school needs to raise $5 million quickly. Um, let's see. In addition to that, uh, Papa John's gave... Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars to Bennett to help them reach their goal. So, uh, I guess shout out to Papa John's. I, I know they have a new CEO. Uh, his name is Steve Ritchie. Um. So I guess Papa John's is uncanceled. No, not for me. But get okay. some of that Papa John's. No. Why not? Mm-mm. I mean, they're helping a black school, a black woman's school, and that's not good enough for you, huh? What more do you want from me? Okay, all right, all right, y'all. Say it they uncanceled. <laughs> I'm not, that ain't, I, ain't, I ain't finna do that with you. Why not? That's the purpose of the show. <laughs> <laughs> not as it regards to this issue, because honestly, I for me, I'm just I'm still uninterested in my why? Because I'm still uninterested. That's all I got. I think it. I mean, that was a cool deed. That was a good deed. I'm not going to like discredit that, but also was the motive to genuinely just help or was the motive to try to correct a real, real bad wrong from your previous CEO? Uh, Probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Well, I still don't want their little sweet ass pizza. Their pizza is sweet as hell. They got to do something. They could give me some of them garlics though. Mm -hmm. I bet so. Uh, let's see what else is happening nationally. Uh, the Oscars. You you in the um award shows and such? Uh, not beyond what I catch on social media. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, um, let's see who got nominated that we care about. Uh, Regina King. Uh, yep. She got best supporting actress nomination for uh. If Bill Street could talk, is that based on a book? So I'm not sure. I think it's based on a book. Um, and that, that film also landed Best Original Score nomination for uh, um, for that. Uh, Barry Jenkins. Oh no, that was the director. He didn't get anything for that. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Spike Lee. He got a nomination um, 
for best director for uh Black Klansman. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And this, mm-hmm. and that film also received a nomination for original screenplay. Um if y'all have seen uh Spider-Man, the the latest Spider-Man film, animated film, is nominated for best animated feature and that uh stars a I guess a black Latino uh Spider-Man named Miles Morales and he wears Jordan so you know he extra black. Uh Mahershala Ali um he gets a nomination for best supporting actor for uh the movie Green Book. I haven't seen that yet. Um and it could be his second after uh winning in for Moonlight in 2017. Uh Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Um they got a, a nomination for that song for the Black Panther soundtrack, uh, All the Stars. You know y'all been hearing that on the radio all the time for uh, best original song. Uh, let's see. Black Panther uh, got a nomination for best film, for costume design, produ- production design, uh, and best picture. Oh, and Black Klansman um, got one for Black best picture too. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know how that going to go. They're going to cancel each other out, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Panther uh, is nominated for seven nominations. And Black Klansman is nominated for six nominations. So, uh, it's a lot of blackness. I might. Let's see when that comes on. It comes on February 24th at 8 o'clock. Um, the 91st Academy Awards ceremony. So, I might watch a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? Watch it on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever with the family. And and see what everybody talking about. See if we gonna get disappointed or um or whatever. But uh yeah, I'm kind of happy for all those nominations. A couple of them movies I ain't saw yet, but uh I gotta check them out before the Oscars so I can give my honest uh, media personality opinion. Mm. Uh yeah. Anyway, we were talking about Donald Trump earlier. Um. And you know, you know what I'm saying? When you're a sports team, you go and visit the president if you win the championship or whatever. Well, the Golden State Warriors, you know, they pretty woke team, even though it's a bunch of light-skinned niggas and some white people on the team and coaching, they pretty woke, you know. They so woke, in fact, that they didn't want to go to the White House to visit President Trump. Instead, they went and visited Young Jesus president. Because young Jesus said his president is what? Black and his Lambo is blue. Yeah. And I'd be goddamn if a nigga. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they visited Barack Obama um, on Thursday in D.C. Um, I think they had a they had a game in D.C., so they visited uh, Barack Obama, took some pictures and all of that kind of stuff. Um, now, uh, pre- the president, he hasn't sh- shown anything or shared anything about the Warriors' visit on his social media pages. Um yeah, you know, it was a couple of couple of uh pictures that they, they showed or whatever, so um so shout out to them for being uh, is that petty? Does that fall in the petty category or I feel like people will say so. Like, but mm. I don't feel like it's petty. I feel like you gotta move how you wanna move. You gotta do what feel right for you. Mm-hmm. And if Barack is what felt right and the Cheeto man didn't feel right, then I'm here for it. Word. So shout out to them and shout out to Barry. Barry O, that's what I call him. Sometimes I, I fuck with him. I call him up. He answered the phone 
I'd be like, Hussein, what's good with you? <laughs> That's his middle name. Y'all ain't knew that, did you? He Muslim. Anyway. Um, you know everybody been talking about R. Kelly lately. He got some new charges. Um against him. He it was it's one person that uh one one young woman, she she uh was in the documentary. And and they're saying that he may have violated a, a law called the Man Act. Um, and basically the law is like if you transport a, a, a underage person across state lines, then you violated that act and it's a, a federal crime. And they're invest the FBI is investigating whether or not he did that by flying her from uh where does he fly her from? Uh let me see, I'm sorry. Damn, where did he fly her from? I think from Oh yeah, from Phoenix to Orlando. Okay, yeah, from Phoenix to Orlando. Oh, and the Man Act. It's a federal act that makes it illegal to transport a minor across state lines for purposes of sex, debauchery, or prostitution. And we know the uh, R. Kelly lives a debaucherous lifestyle, y'all. Um, and 17, that's right up in his age range. Um, so they're, um, they say that the FBI learned about the flights within the last week. And so they're, uh, they've been getting in touch with this young woman's father. And, uh, Trying to, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to put a nail in R. Kelly's coffin. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about R. Kelly. Um, you know, and, you know, some of these hotel-ass niggas, they're like, well, y'all talking about R. Kelly, R. Kelly, surviving R. Kelly. Where's uh, surviving this person or that person? Well, y'all got some ammunition because uh, Sundance Film Festival, um, I think it was over the weekend, they aired... Uh, a film about Harvey Weinstein. Um, and for more than 20 years, Harvey Weinstein reigned supreme as rainmaker at the Sundance Film Festival, uh, spending millions of dollars to buy up the best independent cinema. Now he's back, but in a film detailing his stunning downfall that gives voice to his many sexual assault accusers. Untouchable, uh, directed by Ursula McFarlane, makes no claim to offer shocking new revelations. Rather, it attempts to retrace as rigorously and scrupulously as possible, both the talent and the decadence of one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, a man who now waits trial on charges of rape and sexual aggression. Um, the alleged victim, victims are also at the heart of Untouchable, whether unknown starlets or A-list celebrities. They describe what they say were the abuses, the threats, and the insatiable sexual appetite of Weinstein as he acted without restraint and in seeming impunity. Um, among them is the actress Roseanne Arquette, uh, one of the first women to publicly accuse the producer in an article by reporter Ronan Farrow uh, in the New Yorker magazine. Uh, but yeah, uh, something will probably happen to him, definitely, because he did it to a whole bunch of white women, so people will probably care more. Um, and so this is one. I know they said there's going to be two documentaries that's coming out. Um, and they also said there's a documentary that's coming out about... Um, Michael Jackson. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Sometimes you have the argument, you hear the argument about um, where were the parents? Mm -hmm. That's probably going to be me. Loud and wrong talking about Michael Jackson. <laughs> so just get be prepared to hear some foolishness out of my mouth during that. 
when that when that drops. And what is your stance with Michael Jackson? He ain't do nothing to them kids. I feel the same way. And I feel like people try to shame me for saying that. But even I remember being young and I've always been a Michael Jackson fan. Like my grandma and them have always told me stories about like if I was acting out or and they would turn his music on, like I would calm down. Or if they were in the middle of like trying to change me and I heard him on the TV, I immediately like rolled and got down and like he, it just was my happy song. Like some babies have that. And I remember kind of growing up and like watching him. I used to try to watch his documentaries or just whatever I can find. And I used to always act my aunt like is he kind of off like is he kind of slow and she'll be like I mean initially her thing was no he not he not and I was she was like why you ask and I was like because he always seems so scared and timid and childlike like I feel like he's developed as an artist but he hasn't developed as a person like and then I found myself asking questions like can he read I'm, well obviously I mean, he can read but like is he is he okay mentally because he just always seemed off and I just don't, I just, I just don't feel like he did it. There, there's an episode of, uh, it's, it was a podcast that used to come out. It, it's not out. They don't like put any shows out anymore, but it's called, uh, the champs. It was with Neil Brennan and another, it was a comedian named Moshe Kasher. Um, and I, they just used to interview people, you know what I'm saying? And just ask them, you know what I'm saying? Some of their wildest stories or whatever. Right. So one of the interviews they, they interviewed, um, DJ who kid, um, who kid? He was like Fifty Cent's DJ for a long time. So who kid? He was telling the story about how he was like overseas. I don't know if he was in like Dubai. He was in the Middle East somewhere, and some kind of way, somebody with their passport got fucked up, and you know, it eventually, like it got all the way to like one of the princes, and the princes, rec- one of the princes recognized him or whatever. So they got them from the airport. Him and all the people they were with. Took him back to his palace and all of that was like, yo, you can stay, you know what I'm saying? You can stay with us, whatever, till all your shit gets sorted out or whatever. So he was like, we there at the the, uh, palace. It's like Tyson Beckford is there, like just some random ass black people. He was like, they go to the pool and chilling in the pool was fucking Michael Jackson. And he was like, like they start talking like, you know what I'm saying? Who cared? Like, wow, he don't give a fuck. So he was like, damn, Mike, what's up? You know what I'm saying? He like talking to him like he a hood nigga. And he was like, he asking Mike what's going on with the shit like that's happening in America because at that time, like Mike came over there to kind of like, I guess, get away from the media attention or whatever. And he was like, Mike was cool. Like he was talking like a, a regular hood nigga. He's like, man, fuck that shit and all kind of stuff like that. Like, so I think like that stuff you were saying, like him being timid and all that, I think that was just like for the cameras or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like um, he just didn't want to talk to certain certain people or like be out there like that you know what i'm saying but um yeah i can attest to that if if that's the truth like i, I mean i feel that and that's a thing i just and also because i just feel like after like the, the first one or two allegations i feel like parents were purposely putting their kids in the midst of him just to have a case and yeah. i feel like i don't want to call him soft <laughs> uh but i just feel like he was just so I don't know. Like he just allowed it and just kept paying them off just cause, I mean, instead of just turning kids away completely, you get what I'm saying? Like, or instead of being like, nah, you need to be here with like, no kids can come without their parents. Like he just was like, I'm like, okay, well I'll pay you. Like if that's what you want, it just was all kind of 
helpless. Like he was just kind of like give everybody whatever they want. Yeah. Like damn. So are you gonna watch that? Yeah, that one isn't like. Yeah, but if it get, I feel like if if they do too much slander, and I'm gonna have to, I don't, I don't know. What if it's stuff that's proven though? If what if they prove that he did it? Yeah. Oh, I got to pull the plug. I'm still listening to you are not alone. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Um, he got some of my dirty Diana. I'm not going to talk about that. Like, <laughs> Let me tell you something. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I right. have for you. He yeah. got some really dope songs that I do. I, I fuck with real heavy. Like I said, I've always, always, always loved him. But more than I love Michael, children are off limits, period. Point blank. There's no that it doesn't. I don't have a but, a and, a comma, or a semicolon. Children are off limits. Period. <clears throat> Word. Let's see what's not off limits. Thing we had four <laughs> containers filled, four eighteen wheeler trucks filled with Evian water. But I had no. left the week before for two days to go to meetings in Bermuda for the America's Cup, and when I came back, I'd missed the big meeting with. Customs and of course, Customs had said to Billy and the gang, "You need to pay us one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in cash today for us to release the water." Okay, y'all, this that right there was a snippet. I'll play the rest, but that was a snippet from the Firefest documentary on uh, Netflix. Now, back in twenty seventeen, back in twenty seventeen, I think. Uh, me and Blaze did it like we did a little short article about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We talked about the money like it was uh, people were paying a crazy amounts of money to go to this island or whatever. Um, and, you know, what I'm saying we saw pictures or whatever. We talked about it a little bit, but we didn't know exactly, you know, what I'm saying what went down. And so now Netflix put out a documentary and that documentary was put out basically by the people that put on put did the, did the festival. And Hulu also did a documentary, too. Both of them are pretty good. Um, But this is, like, the most infamous part of both of the documentaries. Um, So I'll play the rest for y'all so y'all can hear it for yourself if you haven't watched it. I went down. Well, Billy called me. I'm going to speak completely, um, you know. This won't go that far, I'm sure. But Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said... Now, at this point, y'all... As I'm listening, I'm like, take one for the team. Now, when when I'm out with the homies and I hear the phrase, take one for the team, that normally means uh, you're you going to get the ugly chick so that they can get the more attractive one and maybe, you know, have, you know, have relations. But in the world of rich white people, it means something totally different. Okay? Just, just keep that in mind, y'all. Oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader and we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? Now, at that point, y'all, I expect Andy to say, oh, hell no. I'm not going to suck dick. Are you crazy, Billy? No, but Andy is a more of a team player than me. And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally 
drove home, took a shower. I, I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen. Uh, at that point, I knew Andy was lying. Andy went there fully prepared to suck his dick. And he sucked some dick, y'all. Andy sucks. You feel like he's. You feel like he sucked it in. Andy, my Andy. I don't know if Andy is a top or a bottom, because he said he's gay. So I don't know if he's a top or a bottom. Andy went home. Cause let me tell you something. If I gotta suck dick, if I gotta suck dick, somebody call me and say, "Be easy." Your (laughs) mama is on her deathbed. The only way you can save her is to suck some dick to save your mama's life. My daddy already dead. I got to save my mama life. I ain't going to take no motherfucking shower to suck no dick. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to. Billy went home. I mean, Andy went home and took a shower and got some mouthwash. Billy wanted to get some ass, too, or give up some ass, too. Because he had, he sucked some dick because he admitted to being prepared to suck some dick. So I feel like he did go and suck some dick because they got that water for free. Four containers worth of water, and then when they say containers, y'all, they ain't talking about like containers you can tote. They talking about eighteen wheeler trailers, four of them full of Evian water. So, uh, but yeah, that was the uh, most scandalous part of the uh, Fire Festival documentary. Um, did you enjoy it? I did. I did enjoy it. I was completely like when he said take one for the team. I thought. He was going to take money out of his own account, his like personal account. I mean, because Billy been racking up charges on everybody at Mixed Card. So I'm like, okay, Billy asking him to take some money out of his savings account here and pay for this water himself. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was something like that. When that oh, man said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real real quick. When you say that about on everybody Amex cards or whatever, they kind of talk about that in the Netflix documentary. But on the Hulu version. Like people were talking about like exactly how much money that he had them put. I, I yeah on their card. I I know I I because I don't remember too much about it on the um Netflix one, but on the Hulu one, like it was like one of the one of the guys just said on the Netflix one that it, um he had one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of spent charges from Billy on his personal Amex, and then another one said hundreds of thousands. Um. And then that, those, those, but those were the only numbers. Now, I didn't realize that there was a Hulu version till later on, and then I didn't have time to watch it. But I have it pulled up on Hulu to watch as soon as we get done. Yeah, it starts off kind of boring, but um, it, it gets pretty good too. That one's a little, it's a little more like informative as far as, far as like numbers or whatever. Um, but like I said, the people that, like the the same like production company or whatever, put. The one out for um Netflix, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh right, because I was doing talking. <laughs> I forgot. But whenever that man said, when he didn't say he was going into his personal account to get the hundred and seventy six thousand dollars or however much it was, and he said suck dick. Let me tell you about how I was trying to eat my breakfast. Like I was like, excuse me, say what? Like what are you saying? on this goddamn Netflix documentary. And I had to text you. Now, I knew you wasn't going to respond. But I'm just like, what am I watching? Like, is Billy really, like, 
why, how, how do you even fix your mouth to ask somebody to suck dick for you? Yeah, that, that shows the level. I don't know what level of what type of mental thing that is, but uh, the only words I can that can come to mind is unmitigated gall. Right. How do you form your mouth to say something like that to somebody? Um, but like, cause, cause on um, you'll see on the Hulu version, but it, it kind of goes a little bit more into detail about like how Billy got his money or how he started out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he basically was just a, a person that was fronting, and but mm-hmm. he he was like some people can front and you could tell they lying or whatever, but. But I mean, like I've been around people like Billy too, and be like, "Man, this nigga lying or whatever." But like the level of lie, um, I like I heard a saying one time. It was like the more, the bigger the lie, the more they believe. You know what I'm saying? So his lies were so big until like you know what I'm saying. People just had to believe. You know what I'm saying? Some of them. You know what I'm saying? He started out with a legitimate business, um, well, sort of legitimate business. Then he had like a real good idea for a business. And you know what I'm saying, and I think that was doing pretty good. And and from that, he took another idea, and you know what I'm saying, turned it into this. Um, I don't know if I should really, if we should really get into. I mean, everybody should have had time to watch it by now. Um, for the people that haven't, maybe this will make them go watch it. But um, Fire Festival was a festival kind of like Coachella. They had an idea to have a festival kind of like Coachella, but on a private island. And to have like, have it for like, basically the richest people, you know what I'm saying? Because of the price point, it was basically for the you know rich, wealthy people, or people with you know what I'm saying, uh, a lot of disposable income, um, to come and 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 party basically like, you know, <sighs> it isn't really nothing like you you probably never seen that before or whatever. So they had the idea, they got these models to come down and they took video and, um. You know, had a had a weekend there, and they took all this video and posted. They had the models posted on their social media, um, and it took off. Um, but the thing was that they didn't have an island. At first, they didn't have an island. They didn't have any acts, um, and so they just took the idea and put it out there, and built it up after they got the demand for whatever it was. Um, and one of the things they did was they paid Kendall Kendall Jenner to promote the thing. Um, and people, like, I think we were talking, did I talk about this last week? I don't know, I was talking about it somewhere, but they paid her 250000 to put out mm-hmm. one post on Instagram. And from that one post on Instagram, like, the idea went all over, you know what I'm saying, all over the country to, you know, the millennials or whatever. I guess, what's, what's that generation? It ain't Generation X. It's whatever whatever they are. Cause they younger than millennials. Whatever them people are that fuck with Kendall Jenner heavy like that, they bought into it and they started spending crazy amounts of money to go to this festival that they didn't have a place for. But it was crazy. Like I really don't want to go all the way into the details and talk about it, but um, like verbatim about what happened, like the steps or whatever. But it was just crazy, like how <sighs> the shit took off and they used these social media influencers. To get people to do it, like I don't know if like it for because it. I mean, it was most. It was all white people, right? Um, but I don't know if it's anything like that that happens, like in black 
social media culture that can take off like that, that people will spend money on, like, without a, a, a tangible item. You know what I'm saying? Like, the girl, Super, she had the uh, makeup shit or whatever, but she was offering a product. It was like she sold, like, she made, like, a million dollars in a day or a week or something like that, right? It was definitely in about 90 minutes. Okay, well, she made a million dollars, like, like soon as it came out, right? But, like, that's something tangible. Like, that's something you can see. Like, coach, like people spend a lot of bread on Coachella or whatever, but that's something that's established. Like, they spend a lot of money. Like, Beyonce tickets are sell out. You know what I'm saying? That's Well, Coachella ain't black culture shit, but I don't know nothing like black culture shit that could sell out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like, some of the amounts was, like, $29,000 for, like, a villa and you know what I'm saying I guess the flight was included too but tw- like $29,000 to go to a festival or whatever and the shit was a bust but I was listening to one podcast whatever um yesterday and one of the co-hosts on the podcast was like one of his homeboys went to it and shit and he was like even though the shit was like fucked up it was like he had a blast like he said it was like he had the, the most fun time ever even though it was like a madhouse or whatever he was like he had the most fun time ever or whatever so um even though it wasn't what he paid for, but I, I just I don't mean, I, I don't see that shit happening with black people like that. Maybe maybe I'm I definitely don't because I mean we could be we could waste a lot of what people say waste a lot of money on stuff because you know we're the the biggest consumer market um as to the economy. However, we know what we getting. We very rarely just be going in to purchase shit in the blind and we very rarely um gonna put that much into something that you know that hasn't been established and if you if we did you best believe like we are a part of it somehow like it was word of mouth to us real good by someone that went and was able to show us pictures or i i don't know we just be needing more you know what i know what the hustle is with black people what i know what it is uh-oh. They get black people the same kind of way. It's the promise of not having to do the nine to five, right? So you get all of these little uh, multi multi level businesses or whatever. Like, what's that shit with, with niggas used to have the uh, them little signs and they'd be like, "You should be here." Remember that? Yeah. Oh, uh, World Ventures. All right, that's that type of shit. Herbal life. Uh. What's that other hell shit? It was kind of like Herbal Life. Get work or something. I I can't speak for none of the other ones, but I do know like uh, World Ventures paid out money. Yeah, they paid out money, but you had to bring people in. Like if you ain't brought nobody in, you ain't paying no money. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know you what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a pyramid. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, one of, I was, like one of my homeboys did it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Him and his people. They got the cars and they did the traveling and shit. But I was like, okay, y'all travel niggas or whatever. Like, let me get a discount on on some on a flight or a discount on something. And niggas start scratching their necks like, what's you know what I'm saying? So that type of shit, uh, the flat tummy tea type shit. Like, it'd be a whole bunch of shit that black people do that. Like, I don't think I don't see a lot of like white people. Do. Well, I don't see a lot of white people on my social media. I was going to say, well, one thing I could tell you with World Ventures, that was mostly a white person thing. And I can only speak a test to it because I did it. Predominantly oh. white. Predominantly Caucasian. Mm. Period. Um, predominantly. 
Caucasian. Probably all of that uh, shit was too then, but except for flat tummy tea. So yeah, so I don't I can't attest to flat tummy tea or herbal life or the one you was talking about, get work. Oh, it works. It works. Yeah. Um it um but it worked work on me because I bought about four hundred dollars worth of goddamn it work shit. You did? Yeah, because I that was when I started working out. So I, you know what I'm saying? I was like, well, maybe this will, you know what I'm saying, give me a little boost. I don't know whether or not the shit worked because I was in the gym like five days a week. You know what I'm saying? So I don't right. know. You so, were going to see results regardless. Regardless. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, and I stopped all the crazy eating and stuff. So I don't know if it worked or I worked. You know what you I'm saying? You worked. <laughs> I don't know, though. Let me don't bash it. I know a lot of people that jumped on the it works um thing wasn't my thing. And I don't I'm know too many people that did the Herbalife, but... Kinda. Um, my only thing with the World Ventures was I like to travel. So initially it was, excuse me, just for me. I wanted to have access to all of the, the discounted because it's kind of like traveling, but like a Sam's version, like in bulk or whatever. But I I like that part before I did ventured off to do any other portion of it. But um, from being at like some of the seminars and stuff like that, it's definitely a lot Caucasian predominantly um but the payout is good you just got to get people to come on one thing about it though is 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 not they got it so knit tight there is absolutely positively not a way to get anybody a discount because everything works off of your name so when anything is going on like even with your account as far as booking unless your name is the first name you you can't add nobody name. so i can't gift nobody with a trip i can't be like here use this for a flight like my name gotta be on i gotta be checking in i gotta be a part of it or or it ain't uh, it nothing can go nobody can go yeah um, but other than that it's a pyramid thing i get what you're saying yeah um one thing i will say about it works though it's the women that did It Works Lord. They were so fine. Mm, 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 I didn't ever see any. You ain't even saw no It Works women? No. I know one I know one chick. I was following her. Like I, I was following her on like Instagram or whatever before. And she must be jumped on that shit when it was in the... She must be got that shit out the mud. Because she was like a millionaire doing that shit. Then she stopped that and started doing something else. But she must be got that shit out the mud. Because motherfuckers who get into that shit like at the very bottom... They the ones who make all the fucking money. And she made all the money. And she was like living in like a um she lived in like a bigger city too. So like um so like uh you know what I'm saying people that live in um people that live in uh like highly populated areas, they got a, a an advantage over people that live in like smaller places because they got a, you know what I'm saying, more people to um market to. Yeah. That that is true. That is true. I met a couple billionaire millionaires with uh, World Avengers, or even just people that was making at minimum a hundred thousand dollars a year doing that thing. And I'm just like, and this wasn't even these people's full time jobs. I mean, granted, some people did leave their jobs to do it, but most didn't. At any rate, I want to see. I want to see somebody. It works with me. Is it? It works still around. Like, do people still sell it? I don't think so. See, that's a thing, though. Everything, like, has a phase because I got introduced to World Ventures, like, in 2015, like, 2016, 2017. And then after that, it was just kind of like, like, it wasn't as popping. Like, it wasn't all over 
my timeline or like just on the discover page. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see the blue sign anymore. And then I feel like at one time, at one point, I couldn't have like a social media scroll session without seeing something about it works, yeah. Herbalife, blue sign, you should Get be a, here. Yeah. And it, it was another thing at that time too. I cannot remember. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but I used to just see all four of them all the fucking time. It was another now, was it like a health type shit? I think it was. I remember Herbalife. And I remember It Works. And I know those are, I don't know. I can't think of the name of it. And I know this thing gonna bother me all day and I'm gonna think of it and text your phone later. Yeah, if y'all know what we're talking about. Now, if y'all sold this shit now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, the um, especially that uh, the, the travel shit. What's the, what's the travel shit called? That World you should be here? World Ventures. Yeah, okay, that shit. The It Works. The It Works got me. Because them It Works chicks, they don't even promote that shit the most, so that's how I know that shit. I, I look at that shit. Side. But, I mean, it was packaged good. And I, let me tell you now, I delivered a whole lot of the It Works and Herbal Life now. I used to see you them. You did it from, like, dang. Yeah, I delivered a whole bunch of that shit now. I ain't going to lie, in my last job. But, um, <sighs> shit, I still got some of that goddamn protein shit in my damn house now. I never knew anyone that actually did. I mean, so I knew, I know two people that sold It Works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never like had someone tell me like, oh, I used to, I mean, cause the people that sell it be like, oh, they do it too. But I mean, do you really? But I've never had anyone that was just flat out a consumer. Like, oh yeah, I do Herbalife. Or, oh yeah, I take It Works. I, I never met anyone. But then I have a question. Did It Work have like the... Maybe you know the um, like this stuff that you could put like on your stomach that was supposed to help you burn like extra fat or something. Yep, yep, they had that shit. Yep. Okay, because I feel like it was presented to me one time, but it just wasn't called. It works, but it was the same thing. Well, no, nah, it has. So, it was some other shit. Like you, that's you could. The one I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like you, um. <sighs> You just put it like that came with it works, but it works had like a lot of shit, like a lot of pills that was supposed to be like vegetable, like it was supposed to be like vegetable supplements or whatever. So you take that if you did, you know, saying to make sure you got enough, um, got enough vegetables. Um, yeah, like protein, like a protein shake, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, they had the little wrap thing, what you know what I'm saying? You put it on your stomach and you wrap your stomach, uh, what else they had? Um, oh, what else? They had like chocolate bars that was supposed to be healthy. I think it was. They had a whole lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? The way that shit was just highly expensive. You could get like a pack. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a um, not a pack, but like you know, like a um combo pack or whatever. And they have all this shit. Shit was like hundred and thirty five dollars. But um, I got two of them motherfuckers because I, you know, what I'm saying I thought it was working because shit, I was losing inches and. Like one of my homegirls say, "Oh, you do. I see you losing inches or whatever. I ain't carrying no damn inches. Goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Clothes start getting baggier or whatever. But yeah, but I don't know if that shit worked or not. Maybe like if a motherfucker just sat at home was taking all that shit and and they lost some pounds and shout out to them. But uh, I don't know. But maybe that's the black people. I, I want to know what's the black people." Fire festival. I don't know. Black people too damn skeptical anyway though. We always be skeptical. I be skeptical all the time. Like 
I like I said, I I do Coachella because I mean it it has a rep. I mean it's Coachella, but nothing. Even if the tickets were a hundred dollars, you wasn't. I wasn't finna go to the Fry Festival. Not Fry yeah. Festival. I mean, right? Sorry, Fire Fire Festival. <laughs> oh, can y'all tell what I want to eat so bad? Okay. Anyway, um. um I just, I'm not ever finna go. And then I just feel like another thing that just bothered me so much. And, and I'm sure the general public, like when they were purchasing this stuff, they weren't aware. But I am like, I'm looking up everything. I want to know everything about the place that I'm going. And you said with the general public not aware of what? Like, no plumbing or light, I mean, electricity. Like, Oh, but that's the thing, though, about the, the documentary. Remember, it was one guy. Early on, in the, like early on when it started, he start he started a Twitter. Well, he yeah, was putting out t- tweets himself, like, "Yo, this shit don't seem it sounds too good to be truthful. Like, you can't do this shit on this island." And he put pictures up and everything, so mm-hmm. the, the information and was nobody, out there. Nobody believed him, but see, my thing is, before I would have ever purchased a ticket, I'm going to take where the location says it is, and I'm going to put that hole in Google, and I'm going to figure out everything I can figure out about this location because I need to know who around is this first even a safe place because let's act let's don't act like well not specifically in the bahamas but let's don't act like they're not places that you can go where you could potentially be in danger travel or no travel festival or no festival you can be in danger i need to know everything no plumbing and no electricity i can't go there period ever ain't i don't give a damn who you got coming there and then for blink 182 and stuff oh go have a seat it was some more people too, though. Like, scrimmage. I mean, yeah, it was, but nah, it was a dub. How they got them people money? Like, when I tell you, that was definitely like the biggest scam, the biggest finesse, and just thinking about it, like how one of the guys was saying, I think it's the same guy that started the Twitter page that didn't get traction at first. Like all of this because of. A post from Kylie Jenner and then a post from these models of just an orange tile. That was dope. But here's the thing, though. It really wasn't a finesse or a hustle. Because they tried up until the last hour to get the shit done. I still say that it was. They just, they for one, here's they they were just in over their heads, especially with the time. I think they probably could have gotten it done if they had more time. But Billy was too, he was too hard-headed. He was too unwilling to compromise. Because if he if he would have compromised and said, we're going to push it back another six months, they might could have gotten a little bit more done. From the beginning, he was, he was um, you could tell that he was kind of, you know what I'm saying, he was narcissistic. Because when he, he they had, they were going to buy uh, uh, Pablo Escobar's island or whatever. And the current owners of the island were like, okay, you can, get it or whatever, do whatever, which I think it had plumbing and everything they needed. But they said, just don't mention the name Pablo Escobar. We're trying to get out of that. We we wanted right. to be something else. The first thing he says is, this is Pablo Escobar's old island or whatever. Now they cancel their deal. Now they got to find another island. So from the beginning, he fucked it up. You know what I'm saying? But I think if they, if, if they would have got that island, which probably had plumbing and all that other shit on it, it probably would have worked out. But they, you know what I'm saying? At the they it, it just was fucked up from he fucked it up from the beginning, you know what I'm saying, not knowing what it took to really get that type of production. Um for one for the concert and then for two for having that many people to have toilets and all that kind of plumbing and all that kind of stuff, lights, 
and all that kind of stuff. So electricity, I mean, and all that kind of stuff. So um, he just bit off. He, I think he had an idea that was bigger than he could handle. He needed more. It was also bigger than what he could fund. Something like that takes so much money. And when he said, when he told Andy how much he was already invested, like money-wise, I was like son but the, and then the way he lied about the books like when they really put in like one something like one point something million dollars in for talent and then he said it was like 35 million yeah but he but, was just a real bad liar but didn't didn't they have like at the beginning they had people that said they were going to invest at first because they flew some people down or whatever and they they probably would have had investors like corporate investors or whatever um but people started pulling out when they realized that he didn't have the infrastructure and all of that kind of stuff to, to handle that type of um event. But that I and I I feel like they should have. I feel like all of the investors should have pulled out. And I was even looking at the girl that was there, like she was crazy when she didn't ever pull out. Cause how come you believe in him so much so that you can't even see like what's going on as an investor? It would have been either push it back or I'm pulling all my funding because there's no way. Like, no way. And then for you guys to take the hurricane tents and try to attempt to make them luxurious. And I then, mean, hey, uh, it, it it almost worked. They, the they, had, they had the FEMA tent set up kind of nice on the inside now. I mean, it was okay, but still, like, you talk, you promised these people's villas. and Luxury villas, yeah. And at one point, he was like, put a cabana up there for $50,000 and see if someone buy it. Just trying to generate money so he can keep shit afloat. Knowing damn well he ain't got no cabana. Why do you want to lie so bad just to kick it? Why? He was trying to get that money so he could buy, fund other shit. That's pyramid scheme type shit. But I, I can't remember which documentary it was, but in the one that you saw, did it show the people that actually had villas? No. In the in the Hulu version, some people like some like uh, I guess famous people or influencers or whatever, they really did have super nice houses and villas that they were staying in. But like for the average person that paid fifteen, twenty thousand or whatever, they would have stuck at the tent area. You know what I'm saying? But some people they they really did get. Um, get the villas and that was one of the um like videos they showed um show that uh in the uh Hulu version or whatever. Like I saw both of, I watched both of them pretty close to the same time. So it's kinda like all of that information kinda running together or whatever. I do know like on the Hulu version they kinda blamed Ja Rule more and they had a lot of like the stuff that he would say um um a lot of stuff that he would say, uh, he said behind the scenes, like they put a lot of that one in the Hulu version. Like they had one meeting. I don't know if they said it in the, um, I can't remember if they said it in the Netflix version too, but they had a meeting. They were talking about like it being fraud or whatever. And Ja Rule was like, nah, this ain't fraud. He was like, at the this worst, is it's false advertisement. Like That was on the Netflix version. And I, whenever he said that, so for me, Whenever he was there, 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 all this time, they making these big toasts. He trying to make these people get in the water, just all this and all that. I'm like, okay, so Nick's this whole social media rant you went on, 
you you responsible. And then and when shit got in the thick of it, and then all of a sudden Jaru vanished and he didn't come back again until the conference call. I'm like, nah, nigga, like you you liable too. Like you should be held liable too. And when he made that statement, I'm like, nigga, you sound like you ready for the next the next big scam. Well, he he did take over the um the app. Cause it what what the real legitimate business was. Well, I mean, I can't say this is illegitimate. I think it was just a um a, a business that wasn't, you know, it, it just wasn't planned out, uh, uh, executed well. But the like the business that kind of got Billy the little bit of money that he did have, it was an app that let people book artists off of the app. You know, what I'm saying they pay the artists directly and book the artists directly. So like instead of going to like a, um going to their manager. Or going to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I know a guy here that he's basically responsible for all of the artists that come around here. No matter how big it is that the artist is, he's responsible for them getting there because he knows all of the managers. Like, everybody manager, you call him, he'll get in touch with their manager, and he'll help you book them to come to this area or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it basically will cut out him. You know what I'm saying? You go straight to them or their manager without having to, you know, go use the middleman or whatever. And that was his mm-hmm. app, you know what I'm saying? The people love that app, you know what I'm saying? And so Ja Rule basically rebranded the app, and it's now called Icon, A-K-O-N-N. I think it has two N's, but that's the name of the app or whatever. So um, that's I think that's really what Ja Rule was for the whole entire thing. He was like, he was in with the first app, and... Cause I mean, like, if somebody say Ja Rule gonna be at a at this place or that place, like, I don't really see too many people really going, even though he got hits or whatever. But I don't really see too many people going for the nostalgia of Ja Rule. You know what I'm saying? But I think he tried to be like Chameleonaire, cause like Chameleonaire, he's in uh like Silicon Valley making crazy money, cause he invested in like the tech shit or whatever. So I think this was Ja Rule way of getting into that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um. Cause most of the kids remember Ja Rule being the nigga that Fifty Cent body. They don't remember him have being hot with you know what I'm saying music wise. You know what I'm saying. So um, I don't see Ja Rule as 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 too much of a, an influencer as more more than he was like just an investor. But that that's just me. You know what I'm saying. That's just my opinion or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean. <sighs> He just talked too much on that shit, and then I then he had the uh he had that rant, you know what I'm saying? So um on t- what he said some shit on Twitter trying to um trying to uh absolve himself of any wrongdoing or whatever. But he called yeah, it a game he too. Was. He did, and then he was like, "The only lady I feel bad for is this lady right here," and I felt bad for her too. When that lady was talking at the end, the lady for the, at the restaurant. Talking about how she spent fifty thousand dollars of her own money, I was in tears in here. Yeah, I felt. I, I did felt got teary eyed. I felt so bad for her. You could hear she was like, "I don't want to talk about it. I just want to move on." Well, well, and I just you felt don't, so bad. Well, don't feel bad too much for her anymore, Courtney. Um, Why? What you finna tell me? Well, documentaries about the disastrous fire festival, which we just talked about, were recently released on Netflix and Hulu, and they shed light on what is perhaps a less obvious part of the, that story. I'm sure people who bought tickets to the event got screwed over, but so did the Bahamian locals that worked 
with the fire crew. Uh, Marianne Roll, the owner of Exuma Point Resort, which was hired to provide catering for Firefest, uh, made an emotional appearance in the Netflix documentary, which you just previously mentioned, in which she revealed that she had spent uh, had to spend fifty thousand dollars of her uh, own savings to pay staff. Uh, before the, the documentary hit Netflix, Roll created a GoFundMe page in hopes of recouping some of her losses, and it was and it was a success as of this posting. Um, and this was January twenty twenty first. Um, the campaign has raised has raised over one hundred and thirty thousand dollars from over four thousand donors. Uh, she wrote on the on the page as I make as I make this plea, it's hard to believe and embarrassing to admit that I was not paid. I was left in a big hole. My life was changed forever, and my credit was ruined by Firefest. My only resource today is to appeal for help. Does that sound like a Bahamian accent? No, I don't know what that. That sounds like sick Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my bad, uh, sick <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Damn. Um, for those worried that this GoFundMe page is another case of fire fraud, uh, fire documentary producer Gabrielle Bluestone legitimized the campaign by uh, tweeting it. Um, and uh, I think I saw somewhere where she so far has raised up to like one hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. So shout out to Marianne. She's the Shout big one. Yeah, yeah, she's the big winner. Um, I feel like Billy need more than six years. Oh yeah, he did get six years. I feel like he need he need a little bit more time to think, but especially whenever he was out on bail and had Frank's trying to scam the people again, my nigga. Yeah, you, you need gotta, more than six years. You need some more time. You real, you really, um, you really gotta uh watch the um. Really got to watch the uh, Hulu version too, cause I don't know why he wasn't on the Netflix version, but on the Hulu version they they're like actually interviewing him and he like lying through his teeth or whatever. Um, but yeah, is um, it gonna make me text you? Cause you know every time you tell me to watch something, I be blowing your phone up with text messages. Cause I don't have nobody else to turn to. Cause you the only person that make me sit in front of my TV. Cause you know I don't be in front of this damn TV. You should. It's big enough. <laughs> um, you don't even know how big it, it, it is. Pause, you just, just want to be talk. Pause, pause, I do. It's, 60, it's 65. Nah, it's smaller than that. 55. No, it's bigger than that. 60. <laughs> yeah. See, the process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. F you. Well, and well, how, how big yours is? Because I seen it on your Insta story one time 70. No, it's 40. Mm. You a lie. I got a 40 and a 22. Brandon, why you lying so bad? Why you all up in my business, beloved? Because you be all up in mine. That's what we're here for, to be up in your business. Nobody care about my business. If they do care, care about they your don't business. Care about my business. They care about my business. They will email us at djbladeshow at gmail.com and ask me questions about my business. But that's neither here nor there. Y'all, everybody, please, y'all, please, 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 please. This is just a favor for me from Courtney. This ain't even got nothing to do with Brandon, but please email us and ask Brandon questions about all his business. Please. I really appreciate it. Uh, Brandon, yeah. how big your TV is for real? The one oh, I, I thought when that started out, that started out totally different the way I thought it ended the way different, way different than I thought it was going to end, that, that statement. 
That's the you really get you really get on my nerves. That started you out really that whoa, get on my nerves. it went a different place. I'm glad it ended where it did end. I was about to say, oh, Courtney <sighs> Brittany's gonna be mad at you. You got me, oh, boy. I got you fucked up. Yeah, yes. whatever. <laughs> uh, nah, fifty five though. I got a fifty five and a forty. Is that I a forty two? Like, I feel like it's a sixty, but okay. Nah, fifty five and a forty two in my fr- in my front room. I I think have, we 42. just got that one sixty inch. We don't have. I don't believe in TV in the bedrooms. There is like a little thirty two inch downstairs somewhere, but it was given to us, and it ain't even like a smart TV or nothing. I doubt it's even ever going to be plugged in. I don't even know what we're going to do with it, honestly. Were give it to me. What you need it for? You got two already. Uh no, nah, I got really got like four. Oh, that's the biggest flex of the year. What you mean? I got a three bedroom crib. So a TV in every bedroom for what? Fun? Why not? Lord, why don't you, you have a, a TV? bedroom? It's for intimate time. It's go to bed. You don't need no TV in there. You ever fuck watching porn, my nigga? I mean, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so what you do? You put it on the iPad. <laughs> when I do that, I just normally be trying to tear up my living room. But that's neither here nor there. Exactly. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, different different strokes for different folks. I'm probably take it um to. See if a family in need or something like that, or to a shelter to see if there's a family that's about to get on their If they if if they that's need general. they need they probably need snacks. They don't need no fucking TV, especially one that can't catch no channels. Because if um, they if that if they in that much of need, they ain't got no goddamn cable. Um. So or I just said to a batter's woman's shelter, and sometimes they transition out of the shelter when they're about to get a home, a and then they shelter. go to the home with nothing. And I could give them that TV. She could run faster without the TV holding her back, Courtney. Ooh, what's um, the next story we got to talk about? Because we got to go. Because you always get real out of line. Oh Lord, Mm-mm. you trying your Mm-mm. best in your in your in your uh, black feminist? Because it's it's against the black feminist handbook to laugh at that goddamn joke. I, I, I don't even know why you out here acting like this. I can't. You can't I'm laugh not at that laugh. joke, goddamn. Mm-mm. No, the picture about a woman running with a book bag on in the thirty-two inch. In her we arms ain't like doing a, that on this show. Cradling a thirty-two inch TV like a baby running Ooh. from Charles. <laughs> no, no sir, no she gonna trip sir. Over the you damn ain't cord, shit, son. You ain't shit. She gonna trip over the cord, Courtney. You ain't shit. Oh, <sighs> uh, let's see what else is. Let's see if we can get some random stories um, before we get out of here. It was a t- we get out of here. Yeah, real quick, there's a teacher in Indiana. Um, she's charged after ish- using her insurance to help a sick student. Uh, an Indiana school superintendent is facing charges of identity fraud after authorities said she used her own insurance to help a sick student. Dr. Casey Smitherman, never heard, that's the first I've ever heard that last name, Smitherman. The superintendent at Elwood Community Schools in central Indiana took a 15-year-old student to the doctor and used her insurance and her son's name to get him a prescription, according to court documents. Smitherman told investigators she realized the student wasn't at school on January 9th, worried about his health. She picked him up from his home and took him to the doctor. Uh, When Smitherman signed the student in at the doctor's office, she used her son's name. After the doctor prescribed amoxicillin for the student's sore throat, she filed a prescription under her son's name, court document said. The student told police that he ripped the label off the prescription bottle because he knew it was wrong to have a prescription in his possession with a different name. Uh, police received a tip and followed up with the student's guardian. Smitherman was charged on January 15th with insurance fraud, identity deception, and official misconduct. She was released on bail. 
Uh, she told police it wasn't the first time she went out of the way to help this particular student. Uh, she previously bought him clothes and helped clean his house, but explained she did not contact child services because she was afraid they would place him in a foster home. Uh, following this incident, police said they filed a report with child services. <laughs> you, Brandon, what? Damn, why are you so evil today? Cause man, that's fucked up though. But the, the the exact thing she didn't want to happen happened. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I felt bad. I, cause honestly, I felt like she did a good thing. I understand all these charges they're trying to put on her, but you, like, you can't be but so. Hold up, though. Hold up, though, nigga. You got this kid. You got in trouble for motherfucking amongst the ceiling, nigga. That's just <sighs> amongst yeah. the fucking ceiling. Why you ain't yeah. just took? Why didn't you just take the take the kid to urgent care? I agree. Take the kid. Take to the urgent kid to urgent care, care for about a hundred dollars. Amongst the ceiling don't cost that motherfucking much. You motherfucking um, you the damn superintendent. <laughs> I agree. Not a teacher. You a superintendent. You stupid. You try to get over. You're dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I feel like she did it where she was coming from, I felt like was a good place. Yeah, when I when I she first, wanted to help a good kid. Yeah. I I don't it was dumb. This she this, this seemed kind of fishy to me. This seemed kind of fishy to me. Because if you care so much about the kid, you'd have paid a hundred dollars. Cause going to urgent care. Don't cost too much, so you you can't be that cheap to where you risk going to prison or going to jail for insurance fraud over sixty or seventy eighty dollars. Your 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 uh, copay might be ten dollars if it's your child or whatever. The copay on the pills might be ten dollars or whatever. Uh, what was it? What what what's the shit called? Copay or whatever you pay is ten dollars, right? So you might it might have cost you twenty dollars for some amoxicillin and to take it to the doctor, but. If you would have took them to urgent care, it would have cost you maybe $100. And it might have cost you maybe $70 for the amoxicillin or whatever. But you risk it. You risked all of that shit. I don't know, man. I think she fucking that boy. Oh, Lord. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for you to go there. Yeah, I think she fucking that little boy. Mm-hmm. She looked like the type. Jesus. She looked like the type. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, let's see. Did you see the video of the uh the the, the, the daycare uh the child in daycare and the, the the girl forcing her to stand up and eat? Oh yes. Yeah. You know how I feel about these babies. Can we just not? That happened in your old neck of the woods in Texas, Lubbock, mm-hmm. Texas. Um yeah. the daycare center is under investigation. Um Lubbock. Oh, go ahead. It, it went went viral. Ahead. They identified the person, um, K. Her name is KK, y'all. K A Y K A E Rangel can be seen forcing the young girl to stand while her classmates sit and eat. However, as the girl who can barely keep her balance attempted to rest her head on the table, the employees seen yanking the girl's hair, which was braids, so you know she was black, demanding she eat while standing up. Um, throughout the video. Another employee seems to be recording and laughing as the Rangel, as Rangel manhandles the little girl. Um, I'm pretty sure y'all saw it. Uh, I don't know if she's been arrested yet. Um, if they didn't arrest her, this is one time, like, you know what I'm saying? People watch these videos be like, that was my child, such and such and such. But 
I ain't gonna lie, y'all. If this was my child and they ain't did nothing to to this rain girl lady, oh, she'll get your issue. She, you get your issue here. I'm telling you, you get your issue here. <laughs> I find out where you live. KK, they get that issue. KK, you have died today, day. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. Brandon. But uh, that happened. I know you. <sighs> Uh, was baby and little baby when you first saw that to death. Listen, I was like, oh, uh-uh. Listen, little baby, I no. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have had hardly no time to get to her to do anything because I'd have been there. And not only I would just, I beat her ass, I beat the bitch's ass that was recording. Because why the right, fuck? Me too. Yeah. You got to see me because first of all. You dumb as fuck. Like, why, why, why you think this is something that Kiki keep out and record? Yeah. Like, is you dumb or is you stupid? What, Either way, I'm finna help you fix it. And what, what have you been doing off camera? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the whole establishment. I'm shutting this shit down. Cause then, what on that? Because I feel like you know some shit was going on in here. You just thought it was okay because it was real minor that you felt like. But I'm going to tell you one thing that ain't ever minor. When it got something to do with other people's kids that ain't your motherfucking child, yeah. it ain't ever minor. Even you, the slightest thing is a big motherfucking deal. Yeah, you can't, play with, you can't play with other kids, kids, other people's kids like that. You know what I'm saying? Please um, play with your own. Brittany said all the time, like, Courtney, I'm scared. Like, because we talk about babies and she'd be like, I don't know. I'm just kind of scared because I feel like. Like you, like you, I feel like you're gonna be in jail. Like it's it's gonna be an issue. And I was like, you motherfucking right. Wait, I, I'm I, I am likely to be there. I don't I don't even got the kids yet, and I don't motherfucking play. And I just can't. It's just too much. No, I just I I, I can't. Mm-mm. I'd have been around there laying they asses out in the cell right next to their ass. Whatever charges they get, plus whatever charges I'm getting. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, that was the uh, that was the last story I had for the day, y'all. This Monday, I worked pretty hard. Um, I did too. I made breakfast three times. <sighs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, y'all. I, I real quick before we go. It's somebody that uh we haven't heard from in a while. Don't you say that, Courtney, and spoil my song. Um, I don't know if you ever heard this song before. I don't know if you ever heard this song before, but I'm gonna uh, play this song for one of, for one of our, uh one of our listeners. But we ain't heard from the homie in a while. Oh shit. What are you finna do? Huh? We miss a rabbit. We miss a rabbit. Get a home here. Yeah. My own baby. We miss Robert, y'all. Where Robert at? Ah. Uh, I know he be listening, but I don't really know where he at. What's your motherfucking name? We miss Robert, y'all. Shout out to Robert. I thought Robert got deployed or something. No, he was real consistent, ain't it? Then something happened. He just left for something. Yeah, Robert. What you doing, Robert? What you over there listening to Charlemagne and them? You sending emails to Kid Fury? 
Y'all live close together, ain't it? Uh, we, we're still about four hours apart. He's more north than I am. Oh, God damn. I know he's snowed then. Oh, yeah. They got about like 20 inches up there. Dead ass. What, he get more than me, and I get more than my cousins in the city. Y'all, I'm like y'all, three hours and 30 minutes from them. Y'all been able to uh, move around now? Yeah, and it's they are very quick about clearing the roads and getting everything together. It's not that we can't move around. Sometimes the community I live in um, is still a lot of build up just because they really just shoving it like either to the side of the sidewalk or to the side, you know, like of a field or whatever. Um, but the main roads, oh, they're clear is. They're clear as hell. It's just a matter of I'm from South Carolina. And in South Carolina, if forecast is in the snow in seven days, by the fifth day, everything shut down. And that's just what I'm used to. So I don't I don't want to move. And it's oddly enough, snow has the same effect like rain does. Like whenever it's raining sometime and yeah. you're like, Oh, this good sleep and cuddle weather. Like I be knocked the fuck out. I hear that. That's f- that furniture moving probably knock you out too. I mean, yeah, but you know. But yeah, no. Well, uh, you enjoy y'all cold ass weather. Uh, shout out to Robert. Shout out to Tasha and uh, Britton too. Uh, who else I want to shout out before we get the fuck up out of here? Hold up, you got an unpopular opinion? Do you got one? I had one, but I forgot to write it down, and it, it won't Listen, come to me. me too. And the one that I do remember, because I had two of them. The one that I do remember, it's about churning. I I don't know. Oh, you know, God. I ain't got. <laughs> My damn phone gonna blow up, child. <laughs> I don't know if I was interested in doing that with these people today. Word, well, we'll leave y'all without our unpopular opinion. I I I guess uh, the fire. I did have a scam. But I'll save that for another time. I had Please, a because you thinking too. Fire Festival was the biggest scam we discussed today, so we we don't need no more scams. Yeah, um, maybe that's my unpopular opinion that the Fire Festival wasn't really a scam. But I mean, they did get food, cheese sandwiches. But uh, anyway, y'all, if y'all haven't seen that, go and watch it. It's very, uh, it's very entertaining. Um. And it'll shed light on some of the shit that goes down behind the scenes, like shit that you don't think about with concerts and even like local clubs when they have to bring artists and shit like that. The shit that you have to do in order to get that shit to work. Um, it's a lot of work, uh, trust me. Um, that's something good to watch. Also, I told y'all about uh, Killer Mike show and people been hitting me up like, yo, this show funny. I like it. So if y'all ain't checked out Killer Mike show on Netflix, it's called... Uh, trigger warning it's only six episodes they only like 20 30 minutes a piece but um yeah check check that out too y'all it's pretty it's it's funny too and kind of informative too um but that's all i got courtney you got anything else no i don't i will say i did try to turn on killer mike and it was a kind of, i mean it was the first episode i know you told me to stick with it but i turned it off and turned on ted bundy because 
Oh yeah, I've been um, watching that too. Ted Bundy is. I, let me tell you something. Watching that Ted Bundy shit got me. Sh- I went. And, I made sure I had my gun in sight. For some reason, yo, that Ted Bundy shit is crazy. I think Ted Bundy is my least liked serial killer. Y'all, y'all, I ain't no secret. I love serial killers. Not like, not like I romanticize them. I just like knowing the story, like seeing all of the footage or like picking apart their every little move just to try to get into their head to see like, damn, what was you really thinking? And I ain't no secret. Jeffrey Dahmer was my favorite. Say what? I said, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> right. Jeffrey Dahmer was my favorite. But Ted Bundy is hands down my least favorite because so many women still romanticize him. Like he was just so fine. He was just the fine. Uh, first of all, if, if, I just been he in was it on handsome. Twitter. Don't lie. He was not. He was, he was not. There's nothing handsome to me about that about that Caucasian man. But I'm handsome. also have to say what I said on Twitter to realize, you know what, Courtney, you might not even need to be having this conversation in the first fucking beginning with these Caucasian ass women because I am first and foremost a black woman that did he kill only, the black people? I think there was one, mm. but the. He was either one or none. All of them were Caucasian or of some other descent that was not black. But like I had to say on Twitter, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be having this conversation because I am a black woman and I love and am not attracted to or I am only attracted to black men and women, period. So I probably don't even need to be having this conversation. But to me, there was nothing handsome, fine, sexy, nothing by no goddamn Ted Bundy. For the, for all the Caucasian women on y'all, my damn Twitter that romanticized that man, y'all watched, he was sick. Y'all watched that Ted Bundy shit. That nigga was kind of handsome. He looked like somebody. He looked like a TV dad. Like, hey, Mister Smith. Like, you'll go to his house and shit, and he'd be like, uh, uh, be easy. You want to throw the ball? But he looked like he said nigga too, though. But anyway, um, well, nothing handsome about that man. That shit. That shit was. Uh, that shit was kind of weird. I'm just joking. I'm just fucking with you. But yeah, that shit was. That shit was crazy though. Like. I don't know how that little motherfucker like. Oof, he was crazy. He, he was crazy, crazy. Oh, you I know think, what else? Uh, you know what else? I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh, it's a, a show on HBO called um, True Detective. It's the third season. Mahershala Ali is the star, and it's inspired by the true story of what it's called the West Memphis Three. That was a real story about three kids that got um, uh, murdered. They were like ten and eleven or something like that. They got killed or whatever. It was that was a crazy story, and they blamed it on some teenagers. Um, but uh, I I heard that um on a podcast or whatever. But I'm watching that show. It's pretty pretty deep too. Um, but that's like that's not no documentary. It's just like a, a show. True Detective is the first season. of True Detective was good. The second season was kind of meh, and the third season is kind of good. I, maybe it's because it's some black a black person. But anyway, um, yeah, but yeah. I just I'm tired of you know going through it with the Caucasian women's on Twitter. You you follow t- white people on Twitter. I don't follow any white people on Twitter, but I follow enough people and some other people were kind of in it. So, you know, you see when people like things or respond to things and then I find myself responding and yeah. But no, I don't follow no Well, y'all got your homework to go watch some shit if you're bored on the weekends or whatever. Some of y'all act like y'all don't be having shit to do, so y'all can watch some of them shows. 
Oh, um, sorry. I'm sure they can hear me snap. Yeah, oh, and I want to apologize to the people because last week, Brendan had my nerves so rattled. I was tapping my nails all throughout the episode. I was cringing when I played last week's episode back. Like, why, I tap your ne- why, why were you nervous? I wasn't nervous. You was just on my nerves. Oh. Um, that's, and I never, I never did that before. So the whole time I was playing it, Brittany and I were in here looking at each other like, like, where did this come from all of a sudden? I don't even know. And it wasn't like taking nails off. Those were my real nails, but I got them cut down. And well, you didn't get on my nerves too bad this week. So there has been no tactics. If I'm getting on your nerves, that's something you need to have a discussion with your nerves about. Mm, you told me I. Not really. I could have said something worse. I'm uh, sure with your sassy ass. Thank y'all ooh, for listening. Oh, 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 Anyway, uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, email us your questions. If you have an unpopular opinion at djbladeshow at gmail.com, hit Courtney up at lovecurls underscore. And that's on everything? Twitter is lovecurls three underscores. Okay. And uh, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, BP McCoop. Uh, yeah. And we'll be back next week, y'all. It's your boy be easy. And I'm Courtney. And we out. Peace.